Hey, want to welcome you to uh, this podcast segment that I'm going to title Getting Physically Fit. This is Denny Artachi, your host. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And today I'm pretty excited because I want to announce the fact that I've become a member of the Society for Financial Awareness. This is a non-for-profit 501c company. And the whole purpose of this is to, to help end financial illiteracy across the America. You know, I've been a public speaker for years. It seemed natural that I would join an organization like this. And I invite you that uh, if you have a membership of, uh, of a company, a, a union, a religious organization, or anyone that would like to get some services from myself as I'm the president of the Jupiter chapter, but I do serve Palm Beach, Martin, and St. Lucie County, be happy to help you out there. My, uh, I have a website, of course, of my show here, Denny Artachi Show on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook, and I have an office line of 561-537-5897. So I'm going to do a series of uh, workshops on different topics to give you some of the, uh, some of the companies that uh, SOFA, that's the acronym that I call them, uh, they've, uh, they've helped employees uh, from Disney, Sony, Exxon, Century 21, Intel, the Salvation Army, the Lions Club, Remax, ADP, Paychex, Time Warner. So if you're listening and you have a company or an organization that would like a, uh, an educational workshop, uh, these are some of the topics that we help people with. Asset allocation and modern portfolio theory budgeting, college planning, estate planning, options in a quality retirement, today's topic, getting physically fit, first-time home buyers, uh, real estate buyers, financial blunders and lessons that we should learn, getting our financial house in order, Social Security explained, a lot of people really uh, get confused on that topic along with Medicare, identity theft, investing basics for women, Women are so important in the workforce, and they are a category, rightfully so, of their own. They have more on their plate than us men will ever know. And uh, some of the other uh, workshops that we do are concerns during a fragile market, dealing with aging parents, how to increase our health and wellness, legal issues in life, right mortgage strategies, eliminating debt, restoring life after COVID, um, income strategies, stress and health, real estate, tax planning, housing crisis, 401k rollovers, disability issues, improving one's credit score. So again, I'm very happy about this. And if you'd like me to do a workshop, uh, we are a for non-for-profit organization. We don't sell anything. We educate people. And uh, I've always been a proponent of public speaking and helping most people. I, I do have a financial company that I own, and I've got great partners, and we do a lot of great work. But uh, I do love to speak, and I'm so happy to be part of this great organization. They've been around for about 30 years. Excellent track record. So today, I want to talk about uh, some of the basics of being financially fit. And again... Uh, most of the messages here are not to sell anything, they're to provide an education. I really believe that most people just want to know the true facts on most anything so they can make their own decisions. 
So being financially fit does take a lot of work. And uh, I want to talk about some of the fundamentals that we'll have to deal with. So first of all, being financially fit does take work, much like dieting and exercise. We all kind of know what we should do. We should eat better. We should exercise. We should get enough sleep. But we often don't practice that. Well, a lot of that is true with financial planning. One of the biggest uh, killers in financial planning is procrastination. <laughs> you know, people wait for the last minute, or even worse, they say, it's too late, I don't want to do anything about it. And that's not true. You know, today can change for the better if you decide. Hitting goals and being financially, fiscally responsible, it takes time and it's a lot of work. It, it's a grind. It can be confusing. I would highly recommend getting with an independent like myself. I, I'm a fiduciary. I don't, ha I don't belong to a company or certain products. When clients get with me, uh, we have a holistic approach. And typically what I do is uh, clients tell me what they're trying to achieve. My job is to educate them on the options that they have in the process, and they make their own decisions. So get an independent fiduciary to help you. But don't stop procrastinating. Start today. Uh, put your goals down. Seek help. And more importantly, take some action. You know, uh, where you are today, can, uh, you can plan to be at a better spot tomorrow if you just plan for it and you do all the right things. You know, just like I said, just like exercising, diet, and taking care of, of uh, our bodies, our finances require the same amount of attention. So some of the things if you want to be financially fit, well, the first thing that a lot of people uh, don't think about is protecting yourself, your assets, and your family. You know, a lot of what I do is I protect people for unexpected emergencies that happen. If you don't protect yourself or you don't plan for it, it can be devastating. It really can. Like, for example, if you are a breadwinner and you have a family and you don't have life insurance and you pass away, your family is, is befalling beyond hard times that you would want them to go through. So that's just one, one example. Uh, with retirement, you should start thinking about how much money you do need in retirement. And that can be vastly different from where it is today. And remember, one of the keys, I love Dave Ramsey's message that says, very simple, live on less than what you make. And, uh, you know, live beneath your means. That's the key. And um, a lot of people, I don't know, they carry on like money grows on trees or they're going to uh, live a free life in retirement. It's a, often harder in retirement because you're making less money. So if you haven't practiced living within your means while you're making the most of money uh, during your earning years, it's going to be much more difficult when you're limited on a fixed income in retirement. You also have to figure out how to invest. Look, if, if inflation were not a relative thing, we all could live on 2 or 3% on our money. However, in a 30-year retirement, we see statistically that 2 or 3% on our money is not going to cut it because the cost of everything is continually going up. They state inflation is around 6%, but when you see things like used vehicles, groceries, housing, and things that are up, 20 or 30 percent, 
you have to think that inflation may be higher than 6%. So you have to invest accordingly and assume some risk. Get with a professional. The other subject that I, I don't know why people overlook it are taxes. It's not just what you make, but how much you get to keep. You have to plan for taxes now and in the future. You have to prepare your taxes year to year, but you also have to have a, an accurate tax planning strategy down the road. This is why figuring out when to take Social Security and how to combine all your investment accounts is very important. It may not mean anything the first 10 years of retirement, but when you're in your 70s and 80s and beyond, that's when it can be devastating. And the key is knowing which accounts to take from first, coupled with Social Security, any pensions that you may have, and any investments that you have. The other proponent of being uh, fiscally fit for your family is to figure out your estate planning. Who are you going to leave this to? How are you going to leave it to them? Can you bite the tax bill while you're alive and plan for your children or whoever your loved ones are that you're leaving it to? These are important things you have to consider to be fiscally fit. Now, there are challenges, obviously. Uh, one of the things when I meet with clients is, uh, tell me how much money you have saved for emergencies. And a lot of them could look at me funny <laughs> and be, what do you mean? I live paycheck to paycheck. That's not a sustainable, that's not a sustainable habit. COVID is a perfect example. It devastated businesses and personal lives because now people were going through their reserves a lot quicker. Now, of course, no one knew that it would last. This is now our third year, but my point is, Having emergency funds in place is very important. Reducing your taxes, planning for tomorrow, staying with a plan, following it, and making sure that you're living within a budget is how you stay fiscally fit. And as I started, uh, being prepared for the unexpected and emergencies, which of course includes the stock market going down, perhaps you losing your job, the death of a loved one. These are the type of things that take work and planning with a fiduciary like myself. Um, it's not easy, but it can be simple. And uh, I think the key to it is to not be emotionally driven on your decision making. Cash is king. It's always important to know that you don't have to invest all of your money. Sometimes having money for emergencies or certain things is, very, is even more important than how you invest your money. Now, I, I'm not good at sugarcoating or lying. Uh, this does take a lot of work. Challenges can, can change on, on a, a yearly, monthly uh, basis to most people, but having a plan in order can typically buffer some of the unexpected changes that come up. And, and think about it. We're all responsible for our financial well-being, not our, not our parents, not our jobs. Uh, we have to take control personally of how we're saving money, living within our means, and planning for future unexpected things that happen. So uh, that's one of the keys to it. Now the challenges are how long are you going to work? Uh, when are you going to retire? Let's face it, people are living longer. Uh, when Social Security first came out and people were collecting at a 65, they were, they were typically 
dead within five years. That's not the case now. People are living longer thanks to medicine and educational uh, uh, on health issues and diet. Uh, the standard of living has gotten better, although we do live in a more stressful world these days. Uh, but we have to factor in the fact that people are living longer. Inflation is real. Taxes, if I were to be a, a gambling man or a betting man, would, I would say they're going up from here because they've been they've been low. We do have a new administration. And the other thing is people, uh, they look at Social Security differently. They typically take it early, which means that they're going to take a reduced amount. And they also uh, fail to understand that Social Security is not the end-all, be-all. Folks, if you're, if you're counting on Social Security to fund your retirement uh, lifestyle, uh, you're going to be rudely and sadly mistaken. And if you do take it earlier, it's a reduced rate. And of course, if you decide to work, uh, you can deal with other taxation issues. So get with a true independent like myself. I run the analysis uh, for Social Security optimization and also uh, when you, not only when you should take it, but from the other investment accounts, when you should take them in an orderly fashion to minimize taxes and, of course, uh, maintain the standard of living that you like. Now, personal savings, I think, should be always used for emergency things or things that you want to purchase. But just remember that we're living longer. Social Security is not going to be enough for most people and uh, when you are retired you have to figure out what kind of withdrawal rates you're taking from your investments so here's another killer for most people and that is debt uh, as a nation we have just too much debt i think our government for every dollar they spend they're at uh, borrowing about 40 or 50 uh, cents of that I do know that we've passed the 30 trillion mark, which leads me to believe that taxes are going up, rates are going up, because they're going to have to uh, pay down this debt somehow. But right now, consumers have credit card debt of almost $800 billion. I don't know how they do this. Uh, I believe in staying out of debt. The only debt that I have is my primary residence, because I purchased it a few years ago. And of course, I financed it for such a low rate. Um, uh, it was an offer I couldn't refuse. But other than that, I believe in, in not having much debt because the problem is debt will eradicate your future dollars uh, set aside, hopefully, for paying your bills and other things that you need. Very important. Now, if, if you're going to be in debt, make sure that you have a good credit score because anything you do borrow, you'll pay for dearly. A person with a $2,000 credit card balance at a 15% interest rate will pay a lot less than someone with terrible credit that has a 29% credit card rate. Unfortunately, a lot of advertisement just, just grabs people and says, oh, just pay the minimum and you'll be okay. And unfortunately, people get caught in that trap. So. It's very important to have your credit scores high and your debt low so when you do borrow, you have a, time, a shorter time horizon to pay back and you'll pay less in interest. I know that uh, when I go to purchase a vehicle, 
it's typically because the vehicle I have before is blowing up. <laughs> I, I, I am a frugal person. I live well within my means, and I think most car dealers, uh, they either love me or hate me. They hate me because I go in there with my financial calculator and know what I want, and I don't fall for any funny stuff. They love me because I know what I'm doing, I have a good credit score, and I understand finance, that typically I can cut a deal in 15 minutes and drive off the lot within an hour with a new vehicle. But I have to tell you, I have a, a Chevy Malibu that's been paid for, it's a 2019, I'm going to drive it until it blows up, and then I'll buy the next one at a similar rate, typically when it's on sale. So the other thing uh, to keep debt low is, uh, remember, just because something's on sale doesn't mean you have to buy it. And if you are looking to buy something, you should shop and wait to see that it is on sale because you'll save money on it. And it, with a good credit score and low debt, you'll pay less in interest. And I believe personally that most loans that I've had, I've always paid them off early because I just hate paying interest. I'd rather earn interest than pay interest. But I know things happen, and this pandemic has affected many people. But for example, on a, uh, on a mortgage loan of $200,000, if you have a 5% rate, uh, total payment uh, will be, say, $400,000, where a person paying 7% would be more like $550,000. I finance for two and a quarter percent, folks, and again, it's your money. I'm trying to uh, educate that debt can be uh, a devastating blow to everyone's financial well-being. So the problem with that is, is it has a snowball effect, and it just keeps piling and piling and piling where people are so upside down on it, they either have to go bankrupt or get credit counseling. So remember, we do need credit. We do need to uh, finance things and many times, but you should have a short window and you should try and pay as, as little interest as you can. So one of the fundamental things with clients that sit with me, or at least I try and educate people, is the budgeting process. I've said before to live on less than what you make, or at least Dave Ramsey says that, rightfully so. So how does it start? I would, they have many Excel sheets. You can figure out what's going on, what's coming in, and how much you're saving. This is kind of like the diet, exercise, and making sure you sleep well. The foundations for being physically fit is knowing what's going out, what's coming in, and how much you're putting aside for the future. Think about that. It does take work. When you see something nice and shiny, you have to ask yourself, do I need that or am I buying it because it's nice? Now, why is that important? Because every dollar that you save in 20 years with compound interest could be worth $250. And so when you plan that in a retirement strategy or an investment plan, that's where the rubber hits the road at the end when you're getting ready to retire and you've invested your money, you haven't carried debt, and it has exponentially grown to the nest egg you need. Now, you may have to generate more income in a retirement plan. I know that sophisticated software that I use can dictate whether or not there's a shortfall in the future, and the reason is taxation and inflation. 
Many times people have to figure out either making more money or spending less, and this will dictate when they can or should retire. So remember, it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep, what you have saved, and what can you live on. So when it comes to emergency funds, why is that important? Well, if you're overextended and the furnace blows, are you going to dip into your retirement savings? Are you going to uh, add more debt to that high interest credit card? Uh, whatever can go wrong, as Murphy's Law says, can go wrong. And early on in this uh, podcast, I was talking about being prepared for the unexpected. I know that the old adage was three to six months of bills always have it set aside for emergencies that come up. Well, uh, that's a good starting point. Some people say, well, that will never happen to me. But what happens is people do get sick, people do get uh, let go or they lose their jobs, things come up. And if you don't practice having money set aside, you'll have to start dipping into monies that you shouldn't for the future. When it comes to investing, one rule that people like to look at is the rule of 72 because it's important to know what is my money going to look like in 20 or 30 years. So the rule of 72 is 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 taking the 8% dividing into 72 you get 9 years when you'll double your uh, your money. Uh, a lot of people like to use this to figure well if I if I have a couple hundred thousand and I need uh, x amount in so many years what does it have to grow with? But I don't get too caught up with that because there are no guarantees that you'll make this. I know the S&P did well last year, about 29%. Uh, It was, I believe, 21% or 25 a year before. But where we're going now, and if you're already close to retirement, I don't think you can count on that type of sustainable growth. But I do know this. Most people do need to assume risk in the stock market because they need more than 3% on their money to outpace inflation. So how do they do it? How do they invest? Well, you can certainly continue with equities. A lot of people still bullish on equities, even though there are a lot of things that could disrupt our economy. We have uh, Russia possibly invading Ukraine. Uh, We have uh, the inflation rearing its ugly head. I do see that more people uh, have gained jobs in the last year but I'm not so sure that they're spending as much, and I believe money is about to get tight with most families because the stimulus checks have stopped. So you, bonds right now are not attractive because of as interest rates go higher, the principals will go down with bonds. So most people are counting on pensions, 401ks that they've invested in, IRAs, Uh, Most people buy mutual funds instead of individual stocks. But this is where you should get with a planner like myself to talk about the different risk factors because everything has risk. Everything has fees involved. Uh, Certain things have better liquidity issues than others. Some people need guarantees. Some people do not want guarantees, and they will bypass that for liquidity. I hope I'm not going too fast as us New Yorkers tend to step on the gas pedal when we speak. So a lot of people wonder also, if I haven't started, is it too late? And the answer is no, not really. Every dollar you put away today to help you tomorrow 
is a good idea. And remember, no one can time the market. You typically have to stay in it and be diversified. Most of the people who are successful in the market are those that are not too aggressive or too conservative. They typically have a well-balanced, diversified portfolio. And an actively managed portfolio will allow you to have the options of rebalancing and change your investment strategies accordingly. Typically, you cannot do that with mutual funds or bonds as they are fixed in the investments that they're already put into. So if you're looking to get fiscally fit, ask yourself, when's the last time you really did a budget? Do you know how much is, is coming in, how much is going out, and what you're putting aside? That's the first thing you should do. If you have debt, do you have a, a debt repayment strategy? I know that for most loans that I've had, I've always paid them earlier because I wanted to pay you know, less interest in. But get a strategy to end your debt. Start paying yourself. You know, when you look at where your money should go, you should always think about paying yourself first, not credit cards, not anyone else. Pay yourself first. You'll never be sorry that you did so. How much are you putting into savings? This is another discipline that most people, I know it's not exciting or sexy, but every dollar that I can spend or save, <laughs> Freudian slip, uh, it's going to bring me that closer to my retirement goals. So how much do you have saved? How much do you have in the emergency fund? Have you talked to a true independent fiduciary financial planner like myself? I, I know that most of the people I work with appreciate that I don't have unrealistic expectations. I don't sugarcoat anything. I've been doing this for 28 years. And I really go out of my way so that people truly understand the risks and fees involved. If you want to know more, my office line is 561-537-5897. That's 561-537-5897. I have the luxury of living and having an office in beautiful Jupiter, Florida. The weather's great. I'm close to the beach. Life is good. So take into account, if you want to get serious about this, start off with the budget. Start putting in plans to get rid of debt. Invest wisely. And plan to live a long time because it's probably going to happen. Let's face it, folks. If you die prematurely, then it doesn't really matter except if that does happen, Please take care of your family and plan for their protection and how you're going to leave the assets to them. In the end, it's all up to ourselves to figure out how we can take control of our destiny and our investments and our financial future. So I would say um, I'm going to post this podcast. You can go. Uh, I'm videotaping as well on the Denny Artachi show. You'll see it on my YouTube channel. But you can certainly call the office line. And remember, as I started, I'm very happy to be part of uh, SOFA, which is a non-for-profit organization that's dedicated to helping financial awareness all around the country. You know, it's, it boggles my mind how so few people truly have plans for retirement or are taking actions or at least take the time to get educated on some of their topics. If you have, again, an organization, a company, a place where you worship, 
uh, perhaps uh, some philanthropy groups that are out there that would like to have me come in and do an educational workshop on the many topics that I've discussed before. I'm planning to do a series on the podcast, but in my podcast, I like to interview different walks of life. Um, I was supposed to have a cancer survivor come today, and uh, she could not make it. So I went to my next week's topic, which, of course, is uh, being fiscally fit in the financial situation. Uh, I'm going to have the next topic actually will be Paul Meeks, who is a chartered financial analyst. He's going to talk about where he thinks the markets are going. He's on CNBC most every week. I do also plan to have a tax specialist on some of the laws that they're looking and, and thinking of changing. So stay tuned. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Denny Artachi Show. Share the podcast. It is on uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, and it's also on Pandora and iHeart. So as always, thanks for tuning in and listening. I hope you're all doing well. Until next time, I'm your host on the Denny Artachi Show. Thank you very much.